Hello, my name is Jacqueline and I'm a very proud grandma. I write stories for my grandchildren and I'm happy to share them with you too. So make yourself comfortable because my next story is about to begin. Kelty Goes to London, Part 1 Kelty lived next to a forest out in the English countryside and had never been to London. She had watched the Queen on television and seen pictures of Buckingham Palace and wondered what it would be like to visit. Her grandma used to live in London a long time ago and they often talked about all the wonderful places to see there. One day, I'll take you to London on the train, Grandma said to Kelty. We will go to Buckingham Palace to see if the Queen's home. Kelty loved the thought of going to London and would often ask her grandma when could they go. Kelty's birthday was coming up and Grandma told her she could have anything she wanted. I would like to go to London with you, please, Grandma, Kelty said excitedly. Very well, agreed Grandma. I will arrange the best time with your parents and then book the train tickets. Kelty was very excited and made a list of all the places she wanted to see. Grandma then planned the day so they wouldn't waste a moment of their time there. Soon the day arrived. Early in the morning, Kelty's mum drove them to the train station where Kelty and her grandma boarded the train. There were not many people on the train and Kelty chose to sit next to the window so she wouldn't miss a single thing on the ride up to London. The journey took just over two hours and Kelty marvelled at the scenery as the train hurtled along the track. First, there were green fields stretching out for miles with neatly cut hedges and trees separating one from the other. Some fields had cows in and others had sheep. In one field, a man was walking his dog and waved as the train passed by. Kelty waved back to him and felt just like the Queen waving from her carriage. The scenery always changed as they approached different stations. The fields disappeared and houses took their place. As they got closer to London, the scenery changed yet again. Larger buildings appeared and then the more familiar London sites came into view the closer they got to Waterloo Station. Each time the train had stopped at the many different stations along the way, people had boarded and by the time they arrived in London, the train was very full. When it stopped at its final destination, everybody rushed to get off at the same time. It was very chaotic so Grandma decided that she and Kelty should wait until the majority of people around them had left. Kelty wiggled in her seat. She wanted to get going to explore London, but looking at the crowds of people on the platform shoving each other out of the way, she was quite happy to wait. Eventually they got off the train and Grandma took Kelty's hand as they walked outside of the station. They had been sitting for such a long time on the train that it felt good to stretch their legs. We're not far from the River Thames, said Grandma. 
Let's walk there as it's such a lovely warm day. Kelty agreed and they set off. I've heard of the River Thames, said Kelty. It's the river that flows through London, isn't it? Yes, it is, replied Grandma. But it isn't only in London, she explained. It flows through nine counties in England and it's 215 miles long, the longest river in England. Wow, I didn't know that, Grandma, said Kelty, fascinated by the things her grandma told her. Kelty was amazed by all she could see and couldn't stop asking about each site and enjoyed all the information Grandma shared with her. What's that, Grandma? asked Kelty, pointing to what looked like a giant Ferris wheel. That's the London Eye, replied Grandma. Would you like to go for a ride on it? We will be able to see lots of London from up there. Oh, yes, please, said Kelty excitedly. They walked over to the place where the tickets were on sale and then joined the queue to get on board. Whilst they waited, Grandma read the information leaflet to Kelty. The London Eye is Europe's tallest observation wheel and has over three million visitors each year. That's a lot of visitors, said Kelty, looking at the long queue of people already growing around her. Yes, it is, agreed Grandma. And then she continued reading. The wheel cost £70 million to build and was completed in March 2000. They moved forward a few steps as people took their turn to board and both looked up at the wheel towering over them. Wow, said Kelty, it seems even bigger the closer we get to it. Grandma laughed and continued reading. The wheel has 32 egg-shaped capsules attached to the outside circumference of this giant wheel and they are numbered 1 to 33. 1 to 33? questioned Kelty. But you said there are only 32 capsules. Ah, well spotted, said Grandma. Apparently, they didn't use the number 13 for superstitious reasons. What does superstitious mean? asked Kelty, stumbling over the pronunciation of the word. The word is superstitious, Grandma said to Kelty. And some people think things would go badly wrong or be unlucky for them if it's number 13, she explained. So a lot of times the number 13 will not be used on houses or hotel rooms or capsules on the London Eye. Kelty laughed. That's silly, she said. Well, some people believe it, said Grandma. And as you know, we create our reality with our mind and what we think. If we think bad thoughts, then that's what normally happens. It was nearly their turn to board the wheel and Kelty watched as people got off and on. It doesn't seem to stop when people are getting on or off, she said. Isn't that dangerous? No, it's perfectly safe, explained Grandma. The wheel rotates about 26 centimetres per second, slow enough for us to step on board without falling over. That's not fast at all, said Kelty, as she remembered watching the speedometer on her dad's car as he drove. No, it isn't, agreed Grandma. It turns so slowly that it would take us about 30 minutes for the wheel to go around just one time.
Kelty noticed someone in a wheelchair joining the queue to board the London Eye. How do they push the wheelchair on without it getting stuck if it's moving? Ah, for those people, they do stop the wheel to give them more time, answered Grandma, pleased that her granddaughter was so observant and curious about things. It was their turn to board the London Eye. Grandma put the leaflet in her pocket as she and Kelty stepped into the capsule. It was very light and spacious inside, with a large oval-shaped bench in the centre to sit upon. Six other people were also in the capsule, and there was plenty of room to move around and look at the different views of London out of the glass sides as the wheel slowly turned. With views all around, London could be seen in all directions for miles. Wow, exclaimed Kelty as the wheel slowly left the ground and they went higher into the air. Grandma pointed out some of the sights. There's the Houses of Parliament and Big Ben, St Paul's Cathedral, Westminster Abbey and way over there is Buckingham Palace, she said. The people and cars look so tiny, Kelty said, as the wheel reached the top. 135 metres above the city of London. We are flying with the birds, she said, as a pigeon appeared outside of the capsule. He hovered for a moment and seemed to be looking straight at Kelty. Hello, Mr Pigeon, Kelty said. It's fun to be as high in the sky as you. The pigeon flew off and Kelty looked around at London stretched out before her. There are a lot of bridges over the River Thames, she pointed out to her grandma. Do they have names? Yes, they do, replied grandma, happy to share more information. The most famous ones are probably Westminster Bridge, the Millennium Bridge, London Bridge and Tower Bridge. They all look so tiny from up here, Cowty observed. Even the boats look like toys. All too soon the ride was over and Kelty and her grandma stepped off the capsule. That was so much fun, grandma, said Kelty, still amazed at all the wonderful things she had seen. I'm happy you enjoyed it, sweetheart, said her grandma. She took Kelty's hand and said, I think it's time for a snack as I'm a little parched after all that excitement. Come on, there's an outside snack bar I spotted just over there. They sat down at a little round table for two and Grandma went to buy a pot of tea and a piece of cake for each of them. Kelty looked around while she waited. Suddenly, a pigeon flew down and landed on the ground in front of her. Hello, the pigeon said. Kelty was a little startled when she heard the pigeon talk and mumbled hello back, not wanting to be rude. I'm the pigeon you spoke to from the London Eye the pigeon explained. Most people just ignore me, but you spoke to me and seem very kind. Thank you, said Kelty. I like to think I'm kind. My mum says I should always be kind if I want others to be kind to me. Well, I think you're kind, agreed the pigeon. I'm a little hungry, the pigeon said. People round here don't seem to like us pigeons and won't give us any of their crumbs. Last night I went to sleep very hungry and my tummy rumbled all night. Oh, that's terrible, said Kelty, glad that she always had food in her tummy. I'm having cake, 
My grandma's just getting it now, said Kelty, looking around in the direction her grandma had gone. She'll be back in a minute and I'll share some with you. Thank you, said the pigeon. You really are very kind. Before they could say anything else to each other, Grandma came back carrying a tray with tea and large slices of cake upon it and the pigeon flew off. Grandma sat down at the table and poured the tea while Kelty bit into her piece of chocolate cake. Mmm, this is delicious, she said, catching a crumb in her hand and popping it into her mouth, not wanting to waste a morsel. This carrot cake is quite scrumptious too, said Grandma, licking a smear of the cream cheese topping from her finger. Did you put sugar in my tea, Grandma? asked Kelty, just before she took a sip of the golden liquid. Yes, I did, and I've added a little extra milk, replied Grandma, smiling. I hope it's to your liking. Kelty took a sip. It's perfect, Grandma, she said. Do you think the Queen takes sugar in her tea? I really don't know, said Grandma. If we see her in Buckingham Palace, you'll have to ask her. Are we going to Buckingham Palace next? asked Kelty, placing a small piece of chocolate cake onto her plate. No, we're going to the Tower of London next, said Grandma. This is where the Queen keeps some of her precious crowns and jewellery. Will we be able to see them? asked Kelty excitedly. Oh yes, they are on display there, replied Grandma. But we can't touch them as they are in glass cabinets which have alarms attached to them in case someone tries to steal the jewels. She poured another cup of tea and glanced over at Kelty's plate. Kelty appeared to have finished eating. What's wrong with that piece of cake? she asked. Oh, I've eaten enough, said Kelty. But there's only a mouthful left. Surely you can squeeze that in, said Grandma, a little puzzled, as Kelty loved cake and never left a crumb. Kelty looked around just as the pigeon flew back and landed beside her. Kelty smiled at the pigeon and said to Grandma, I was saving this for my friend here. And she tossed the piece of cake to the pigeon, who pecked it up quickly just before a man shooed him away with his walking stick. Thank you, Kelty heard the pigeon say as he flew up into the air. You do have a soft spot for animals, Grandma said. But I don't think they like us feeding the birds here because it encourages them to stay and become a nuisance. I know we shouldn't, but he looked hungry, said Kelty, remembering what the pigeon had told her. Ten minutes later, they were on their way to catch a bus to the Tower of London. Would you like to know a bit about this place before we get there? asked Grandma. Oh, yes, please, replied Kelty, relaxing into the seat by the window. She watched the sights as Grandma told her about the Tower of London. It began life in 1078 when William the Conqueror, who was King of England from 1066 until his death in 1087, built the White Tower. But then he built more and now it is a historic castle, but known as the Tower of London, Grandma explained. That was a long, long time ago, said Kelty, trying to work out how old the tower was. It's over 900 years old, she calculated. Does the Queen stay there sometimes? No, said Grandma. It was a grand palace early in its history and royalty did live there. 
but then it became a prison and now it's more of a museum. They arrived at the Tower of London and excitedly got off the bus. It looks so big, said Kelty, as they walked over to buy their entrance tickets. All set, they went into the grounds and began to look around. There were plenty of things to see and buildings with different military museums to explore. Kelty soaked up every bit of information. She hadn't realised she enjoyed history so much. It's much more interesting when we visit places and learn, said Kelty, as they came out of another museum. Thank you for bringing me here, Grandma. You're welcome, sweetheart, replied Grandma, hugging Kelty. But we still have more to see. The crown jewels are next, but I need the loo before we go there. Why don't you sit on the grass here and wait for me? It's lovely and warm out here. They had been inside buildings for a while and it had been a little chilly in them. The sun was shining and it felt good to feel the warmth on their faces. Grandma noticed a sign for the toilets and told Kelty, I won't be long, and she walked off. Kelty sat down and enjoyed the sunshine. She loved being out in nature and looked at the pretty flowers in the flower beds around her. Hello, said an unusual voice. Kelty looked around but couldn't see anyone. I'm behind you, said the voice. Kelty looked behind her and saw a raven hopping up to her. The raven came and stood in front of Kelty, who was very surprised by how large and black the bird was. He was entirely black, right down to his legs, eyes and beak. His hefty beak was long, heavy and slightly curved, with feathers extending down the sides of it. His glossy black plumage looked shaggy around his thick neck, while the feathers on his wings were long and pointed, and those on his tail slightly fan-shaped. Hello, said Kelty, still amazed at just how big this bird was. My name's Harris, the raven said. I've been watching you, and you seem a very kind person. Thank you, replied Kelty. It's nice to meet you, Harris. My name is Kelty. Kelty, I need your help, said the raven. Will you help me? If I can, replied Kelty, puzzled by how she could possibly help a bird. Follow me then, said Harris. We haven't much time. And he flew off, slow enough for Kelty to follow. Kelty looked towards the toilets, but there was no sign of her grandma. She stood up and followed Harris, hoping to be quick and back before her grandma came out. Harris led Kelty across the grass and behind a building where five other ravens stood looking up at the wire fence which surrounded the grounds. The ravens went to flee as Kelty appeared. It's okay, Harris quickly said. This is Kelty and she's going to help us. What's going on? asked Kelty, looking up at the fence but seeing nothing but brambles wound around the wire. Kelty, said Harris, this is Erin, Grip, Jubilee, Molina and Rocky. Our friend Poppy is tangled in the brambles up there. Kelty nodded at all the ravens and then looked closer at the brambles. She could just make out the trapped raven who blended in well with the brambles. 
Can you help get her out of the brambles? asked Erin. Oh, please, said Jubilee. The more she wriggles, the further she gets tangled in them. Why is she up there? asked Kelty, looking at the sad faces of the ravens around her. She was watching some of the sparrows pecking at the blackberries growing on the brambles, explained Melina. She wanted to have some too. I don't know why she needed to eat them anyway, said Rocky. We are fed plenty of delicious food by the beef eaters. You know how much she loves fruit, said Melina, defending Pobby. And blackberries are a special favourite. Before Kelty could ask what a beef eater was, there came a terrible squawk from within the brambles. Quick, the ravens shouted at Kelty together. You have to do something. Kelty looked around and noticed an old stepladder shoved in amongst a nearby bush. It looked like the ladder had been there for a while as the weeds and bush had grown tightly around it. It took Kelty a few moments of wriggling and tugging until eventually the ladder became free. She placed it next to the fence and gingerly climbed up it. The ladder just reached Poppy and Kelty carefully balanced while she looked at the raven who was well tangled in the angry looking bush. Hello Poppy, said Kelty gently. I'm here to help you. These brambles are painful, said Poppy. I think I went too far into them and they seem to be sticking into my body. Why didn't you just fly to the top of the fence and eat the blackberries up there? asked Kelty. Then you wouldn't have got caught like this. I can't fly that high, said Poppy. She started to wriggle again. Please help me. Hold still while I take a look, said Kelty. I'll try not to hurt you, but I do need to move the brambles. She reached her hand out and tried to pull the brambles away from the bird. But the brambles were very prickly and Poppy was well embedded into them. I need to get something to help me, said Kelty. I won't be a moment. Oh, please don't leave me pleaded Poppy. These brambles hurt and I'm scared I may never get out. Kelty remembered a special trick her mum always told her to do whenever she felt worried or anxious. Gently, she said to Poppy, take nice deep breaths to calm yourself. Concentrate on each breath and I'll be back before you know it. And she quickly climbed down the ladder. Have you got Poppy free? asked Erin. Not yet, said Kelty, looking around on the ground. I need something sharp to cut the brambles away from her. A flower bed was nearby and Kelty looked there. Some large stones were lying in amongst the flowers and Kelty picked them up one by one until she found just the right one to do the job. This will work, she said, showing the ravens her new tool. She climbed back up the ladder with the stone and said to Poppy, OK, now stay still while I use this stone to cut the brambles away from you. The stone had a jagged edge and this worked perfectly to cut the prickly bramble. After a few minutes, Poppy was free and Kelty lifted her out of the bush. She carried her down the ladder and gently placed her on the ground. The ravens crowded around their friend. How are you feeling? 
Harris asked. I think I'm okay, said Poppy, running her beak through her feathers. I'm just a little shaky. Thank you, Kelty, for freeing me. And thank you for telling me to breathe. That really helped me to stay calm. I'm glad I could help, said Kelty, pleased that Poppy was all right. You are very kind, said Harris. We couldn't have done this without you. Thank you so much, Kelty, said the other ravens together. Oh, any time, said Kelty. Now I must get back. My grandma will be wondering where I am. Bye. Bye, Kelty, they all said as they huddled around Poppy, so happy they were all back together again. Kelty went back to where she had been sitting, expecting to see her grandma looking for her. But her grandma was nowhere to be seen. Kelty sat down on the grass and looked over towards the toilets, just as her grandma came out. I hope I wasn't too long, said grandma. There was a bit of a queue in there. I hope you didn't get bored while waiting for me. No, Grandma, I didn't, replied Kelty. There's so much to look at around here. Well, I'm glad you got to enjoy the warm sunshine. Now let's get on with our visit, said Grandma. They walked towards the building where the crown jewels were displayed. Sitting by the door was Harris and he winked up at Kelty. Oh, this is one of the ravens who live here, said Grandma not noticing the secret wink. I remember reading in the leaflet that there are seven of them. Kelty thought of the ravens Harris had introduced her to. Erin, Grip, Jubilee, Melina, Rocky and Poppy. She realised she had met all the ravens who lived here at the Tower of London. Apparently, ravens have always been kept here, explained Grandma as Harris flew off. In 1649, when Charles II was king, he asked for them to be removed because of the noise and mess they made. He was told that if the ravens were removed, the tower would crumble and great harm would fall on the nation. King Charles was very superstitious and he believed this. And that is why the ravens are still here today. That's so interesting, said Kelty. But surely they could just fly away. Well, their wings are carefully clipped, which stops them flying high above the wire fences, explained Grandma. They just have freedom to roam here in the grounds of the tower. Kelty now understood why Poppy had not been able to fly to the blackberries at the top of the wire fence. Then she remembered something Rocky had said and she asked, What is a beefeater, Grandma? The beefeaters, or yeoman warders to give them their proper name, used to guard the prisoners kept in the tower and to protect the crown jewels, explained Grandma. But today they give guided tours around the tower and are recognised by their colourful uniforms they wear. But why are they called beefeaters? asked Kelty, puzzled by the unusual name. Well, no one really knows, Grandma said. But a popular theory is that they could eat as much beef as they wanted when having a meal with the king. Come on, let's go and see if a beef eater will show us around the crown jewels. The crown jewels were spectacular. 
There were crowns, jewellery, scepters, swords and so much more to see. They all sparkled, shone, glistened and dazzled, making a truly remarkable collection. Kelty and her grandma enjoyed their visit and especially enjoyed meeting a very friendly beef eater who had a lot of interesting knowledge about the crown jewels and the Tower of London, which he very willingly shared with them. An hour later, their visit was over. They went to the gift shop so Kelty could buy a souvenir of her visit and then had lunch in the restaurant. After eating, Kelty asked, Where shall we go now, Grandma? I think we should head for Buckingham Palace, Grandma replied, knowing how much Kelty was looking forward to seeing it. Come on, let's go and catch the bus. Excitedly, Kelty held Grandma's hand as they walked to the bus stop. I really hope I see the Queen, Kelty said longingly. I hope you do too, said Grandma, secretly crossing her fingers behind her back. I hope you enjoyed my story. Before you go, I'd like to ask you a question. Where in the world would you like to visit? You can share your answer with me by either going to my website, grandmahasastory.com, or by visiting my Instagram page, Grandma Has a Story. And check me out on TikTok, Grandma Has a Story. Thanks again for listening and come back soon to hear another story from Grandma. Bye for now.